Hey there, folks. JR, and thank you for listening to the JR Show podcast. Got a very special episode for you today. Instead of a artist, you know, one of our uh, the bands or singers we play on the Joy FM, uh, very special to have the two pastors in my life join me for a little segment called Ask the Pastors, taking on your questions. So let's get into this. The Irishman, the Cajun, the two pastors in my life for episode 27 of the JR Show podcast. Buenas tardes a todos y bienvenidos al Joy FM, al JR Show, para Ask the Pastors, con su presentador, JR. Uh, hola, mi amigos. <laughs> I am JR. Please help me welcome uh, the two pastors in my world, Pastor Randy, Pastor David, the Irishman and the Cajun. How are we, lads? Doing great, man. I don't know. I feel like an outsider here, all this Spanish going back and forth. Dude, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a... at home there, yeah. even though I'm the Irishman. <laughs> I barely speak English. Let's throw in a whole other language in there. Two things I want to throw out right at the beginning is um, I get a lot of people that say, hey, my pastor is pretty awesome. You should have him on. The I cannot do that respectfully, because if you can imagine what would happen if all of a sudden I had somebody other than these two, I would give it, my email would be full of, <laughs> I, I believe you that your pastor is amazing, but, but I, I'm sticking with these two because they're the two in my world. All right. Um, and uh, one other <laughs> thing I want to throw out. Stuck. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> if one of you guys leaves the church, I will be taking resumes. Yes. But uh, there's a lengthy application process. Oh, and a I fee. need to not turn that letter in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second thing I want to mention is uh, we do not mention what church they're of because we don't want any of you thinking this is some sort of plug for their slash our church. This is straight up the two pastors that are spiritual brothers in my life um, taking on your questions. And they're pretty funny guys, too, so that makes for great radio. <laughs> All the pressure. Before we get into it, um, let's just let's just chat for a second. Um, the state, um, not not just talking about the church that, that you guys pastor, but the state right now of, of, of COVID and just in talking with other fellow members of the clergy, what is kind of the state out there um, with, with lockdowns and everything? Is, are things coming along for a majority of the churches or is it kind of hit or miss? I think the state of the church is that, man, people are hurting. It's, That's right. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. The pain of people's lives emotionally and just the stress of what's been carried. Do you think people homeschooling and working from home and managing crisis and the fear of this disease and all of the things that have been associated with all of that over this last year and all the the racial tensions and political tensions, all the things that have been going on, people are really hurting. So yeah. the state of the church is actually poised for an awesome season uh, because people are hurting so bad. And I truly believe, which I would imagine your listeners as well, that the church is the hope for what is happening with people. So I sense a ton of optimism in pastors and great potential and great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our uh, our ratings have been, uh, I'm, I'm in I'm a, it's You've got horrible that 13 the people pandemic, listening. It's 15 now. Oh, but 15. <laughs> I'm not talking about just this station. I'm talking about Christian radio across the United States of America has never seen more number one ratings mm. in the history of radio. Yeah. Then, I mean, I can, I can show you Tampa, Dallas, Vegas, um, sure. all across the U.S. Christian radio stations 
at that number one rated spot over legendary historic stations that we were talking about this on the way down how right now the because of the world people recognize there's a finality to life you know it's like it's been in our face you know and fear and if you put on tv it's everything's fear 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 so realize well what is what there's more to life than the here and now yeah is this it and the word of God is very clear, but we're but a mist coming through. You know, yeah. we, our days are numbered. The, so the other word is we hope. We need to be remembered. We, we, we need to remember who has made us, why we're here, and the hope, as Pastor said, yeah. is the, in the person of Jesus Christ through the church, through his word. So yeah. that's why people are hungry for it. But, people are ready for but it. But the yeah. fear that people are dealing with has everything to do with, am, am I really right with God? Am I ready for yeah, that? Am if, I ready? If I pass from this one to the next one. You know, even we were talking how... At this season, we're doing a series on the end times after Easter, you know, and people are, people want to know what's going on. Well, we do a survey every year at our Christmas services to ask people, what do you want to hear sermons about? What do you, what kind of questions do you have? Yeah. And the number one topic was the end times. Yeah. So people are, are, are questioning, there's, you know, this pandemic has just put the pressure on people and they're like, hi, am I right with God? And how yeah, do I yeah. know if I'm right with God? And how do I know if I'm ready? And, yes, right. and then what's going to happen That's on the right. other side? I yeah. mean, I think some of your questions for, for today are yeah. about that. Oh about yeah. Afterlife. Well, we're going to get into it. It is Ask the Pastors, and uh, we actually have set a limit to this. One, because I enjoy doing this, and I don't want any of us to get fried. You on the other side of the radio, me here in the studio, or uh, uh, the fellas here. Um, So we're going to do three times a year, um, spring, summer, and closer to the holidays, where you get to submit any question you want for a pastor. And these are just the two pastors in my life. We don't talk about the church that they pastor. They're just coming in to, to just offer any sort of wisdom they've got to share on a subject without, you know, the church that they pastor having to be involved or, yeah, that's that's just the way we're going to roll with it. I, I appreciate all the emails of people going, my pastor's pretty cool too. I'm, I'm sure he is. But if I opened that door, my inbox would be flooded with, with other pastors. So that's just the way we're going to roll with this. Taking on your questions here for Ask the Pastors, we reward you. This is all about bribing. I bribe you with a t-shirt to send in your question. I bribe the pastors with free lunch. And that's how we ended up at this spot. So the Irishman and the Cajun. working out really well. That's how I deal with my kids at home, right? You can use my vehicle if you go to bed on time. All right, let's go with uh, something you've done as a pastor recently that was not very pastoral you would be willing to share. <laughs> I wouldn't what, what tell them about what you did today. What are you going to bring that today, up right now for? No, today on the, we, were the driving, we were driving on the way here, right? So we were driving and the car in front of us had the sticker of the church that we serve in. And before I just went, oh, there's there's one of our stickers. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> Randy jumps out of the car. A moving vehicle. Well, we, had, we were at a stop with the lights. He runs up to it, knocks the window. And I mean, what, how about was her? Oh my gosh, she freaked this lady out so well. <laughs> and so I ran back and jumped in our car. And then uh, David goes... Does, was she okay? Yeah, I, I, mean, like, I don't know. You know, goes, her pastor's standing right there at a light. You wouldn't expect it. So we drove up beside her. Poor girl. And she's like, well, oh, hi, hi, hi. So I was thinking, here, but have you but ever done that? But I remember the time. Have you ever done? I did that one time. And this guy literally had just had surgery to put a new defibrillator in his <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I banged on the window and I nearly is, killed him. Is he still here? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's so, not very pastoral. But I like doing that. When I see the stickers for our church on there, I'll run and yeah. tap or just whatever. I'll just, uh, yeah, hey, you must have freaked out. I can't that do funny. that with a Joy FM window decal because I can't assume that they oh, know what was, I look like. There was a Joy so, FM sticker right beside it? Yeah, yeah they're sold together. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a pack. Buy one, get one. Bogo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're you got the face for radio, so they yeah, know yeah. You, so because <laughs> that then if they don't know who you are because it's radio, then you just like an oh, look like no. an idiot, oh, just like weird. creeper. Why? So- <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I learned about weapons. I learned the, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a nine millimeter. <laughs> Let me run back to my car. <laughs> no, no, you listen to me on the radio. You just don't know it. Put the gun down. <laughs> I'm in Jr. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> He's way fatter than that. I've heard him talk about that. <laughs> so we're going to get to these are not all going to be silly and goofy. Uh, there's some real meat in here that we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes. As we do every, how do we say this, quarterly? <laughs> Quar- what, uh, every, every four months, we're going to get into the rhythm of, uh, of having the Irishman and the Cajun in the studio for Ask the Pastors. Uh, we reward you uh, for sending in your question with the JR Show t-shirt. Let's get to some of these right here. We're going to team up, uh, Lex, um, if you could... Notice that I'm teaming up two questions here. Um, one says, my pastor's sermon this weekend was on heaven. He answered nine questions people have had about heaven. One question he did not answer that I've always wondered. If a child dies, say at the age of two, when I get to heaven and see the child, will he still be two? Will I recognize him? And there's another question that says, it is said that we will know our friends. Mm-hmm. Um and family when we get to heaven. So we're kind of tag teaming those two questions together. If you want to just touch on the overall subject. Fellas. Sure. Well, it's, it's a great question. Uh, scripture doesn't really tell us too much. So it's hard to, to say, will the child be still two year old? So let me tell you what uh, I do know about scripture. And um, when King David in first Samuel, his child was dying, he prayed and fasted. And when the child died, they told him your child is dead and he got up. And this is what David said. He says, I will not go. He will not come to me. I will go to him. In other words, David had a realization that his child was with the Lord. And the, Jesus is telling the story of Lazarus, poor man, Lazarus. And then there was a rich man who died at the same time. And it shows us that the rich man said to Abraham, put, tell Lazarus to put his th- finger in a dip of water to quench my thirst. I mean, there's a lot of teaching in there, but the fact that he recognized Lazarus, Lazarus, how hellish is hell that they may recognize what's going on in heaven. So the end, but do we know, will I recognize family and friends? Yes, to a level, because there will be joy, but there will be some sort of remembrance of or not remembering, because then what about the friends and family that are not there? And that will cause me distress or pain or tears. So yes, will it be two year old? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know, Randy, what you think about that, but I don't, I don't, we don't know. We don't know. I just know we're going to be given a glorified body with a six pack. It, well, I would hope oh, so. Oh, seriously, <laughs> I'm, I'm praying for that. And I, I, I don't have to do sit-ups. <laughs> or I can put my socks on without breathing heavy. That, that's all I want. Bend over and then get yeah. up. Go, ah. a, that means I'm already in heaven. Yeah, I don't yeah, breathe yeah, heavy yeah, putting on fine. my socks. You're good. You're good. You're good, Randy. Yeah, it's, caught, it's an Olympic event for me. <laughs> <laughs> so will we recognize those? Uh, somehow, yes. 
but will we not recognize that are not there? No, will there will be some sort of not for the forgottenness, forgetting. Yeah. But uh, because there'll be no more pain and crying and lying. For an Irishman, that was very well said. <laughs> For an Irishman, that's right. Now throw us some gumbo here. Well, you're going to have gumbo in heaven. We're going to have Christian chicken, so Chick-fil-A will be there. <laughs> and we'll have gumbo. I mean, and a six-pack. A six-pack of abs. But, yeah. uh, you know, the beauty thing about it is that heaven is a place. Yes, that heaven is a place where... We will get to see Jesus and God in his full glory. So that's why we're going to give it, be given a new body. You know, yeah. I, you know, when Jesus was resurrected, they touched his, Thomas touched his side, the side, his hands and his feet. So there was a recognition of who Jesus was. They recognized Jesus after post-resurrection. So there's something there that we can mention, but we don't know exactly how and what. Is it ghosts and all spirits? No, there's going to be like a physical reality to it as well. What I'm about to say is not something taken from scripture, but it was uh, one of our artists. It's a very smart guy, 10th Avenue North guy, Mike Donahue. He's a very, like he studied a lot of theology and he was like, I don't know. But he said, all I know is I have a feeling I'll be so blown away by the glory of God that what I'm caring about right now, my question is, might not be as important to me when I'm in the glory of God. Absolutely. You know, this may not be as big as a question. I I I think the glory will be so great and overshadow so much that anything that will have been a a negative from life even we we won't remember no there's there's no way the glory of god's going to be so great and so powerful the questions are good but i don't think those are the questions that we'll be asking in heaven you're right i would agree with him so blown away by the lord and what he is i mean if we read revelation 4 5 the majesty, the glory, the awesomeness of the creatures and the worship yeah. and the, wow, you know. Well, the, the very awesomeness. He went a little Australian there. The oh, awesomeness. I was trying to do American there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, the very fact that, just the fact that angels were making the guards that were guarding the tomb, the fact that those guys appeared as if they were dead. dead. So the angel is making people freeze and almost die so that's not even god yeah the angels themselves are making us appear as if dead so you can imagine there's probably a lot of things that we can't even imagine right yeah. now when it yeah. comes to these are just, good good questions yeah. but it's hard to you can't it's hard to answer next question says how has discipleship and or evangelism changed indefinitely uh for you as a result of the pandemic and there's actually an, a question right underneath it what is the silver lining of the pandemic been for the church oh wow good question that is a great question the silver lining it's hard to see it when you're you're in it silver lining yeah. is something usually you find when you're on the Afterwards. other side of it and, and we're definitely not on the other side of it but we have a, a little bit of history into this thing i just remember a year ago at easter i would imagine the first time in the history of the church since the church has been birthed there was no public gatherings for Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That was a real difficult moment. But on the backside of it, the statistics that have come out, it actually was the largest attendance through digital, but the largest attendance of Easter since the church began. Right. Oh, wow. Is the, 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 the people that were engaged in worshiping, mm-hmm. the reach was greater than it's ever been. And, and, and that's what the silver lining is to me as I see this is as bad as it's been in church and the difficulties that we've had to face from people not being able to gather and then people not wanting to gather and all of these things that we've dealt with, that it's caused the church for us to to reinvent ourselves in a way to, to be more uh, easily uh, connected with people in the church and in the community. And, and I think the church has actually gotten better at reaching people 
because yeah. we've been forced to go outside the walls, which I think is at least half the church. That's correct. Right? And people are sitting at home and now they're in, wanting to engage. Every, I mean, obviously we know people are watching things online. So, I mean, we as a church, you know, Randy, you, you could probably answer this better than I, you know, being able to offer discipleship. It's online now. It's not just in a location at a certain time and a certain place. There's now, because we've had to adapt, we now can offer this, hey, connect online to Zoom or whatever it is that it's the classes on the small group is. That's that's been, that's opened up way more opportunity to connect people, but not just people in this, in our town, in our city. We're, we're connecting with people across the oh, country now. And around this, the world. Yeah. So um, yeah. they used to, so the silver lining is the reach, yeah. but we still miss it's hard. The human touch, the oh. human touch is vital, Oh yeah, you know, and in a world of fear, how do we do that in an yeah. online? And I know a lot of, uh, all of us in this room have a heart for, for like the UK and Ireland with those, you know, pray for your believers in the UK and Ireland. They have, they've not felt if you're attending a church right now and you're able to, to stand there and, and raise your hands next to somebody that is worshiping the Lord in an actual building right now. Yeah. Uh, the believers in the UK and Ireland, are, you know, all over Europe, even mm-hmm. uh, even though the church is, is smaller at the moment, they have been stuck in their house. And, uh, you know, we- my brother's a pastor in Belfast and Chris Easter was the first time he was able to bring people into his church. But in a in a very restricted Limited capacity, capacity. It's it taken us back to nearly. When we were in, I don't know, May, June, for us, July well, last year. It wasn't you, July. It was July. It was when July we last year. Yeah. You know, so very restricted, you know, and that was the first time I said hi to go. He says, people are so hungry for community. And they have, that's over a year now that they haven't been able to meet. But so. the silver lining to me, it it is two things, you know, that I think is so important. One is we would have never added the type of discipleship that we're doing online mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise. But we were forced to. Mm-hmm. Now, is it better in person? I totally agree. There's so many scriptural things about the laying on of hands and corporate worship and Don't corporate stop gathering anointing. together. Okay. However, yeah. we were forced to do this. And so now we're engaging people in di- discipleship and relationships and, and growing spiritually that we would have never done if yeah. we hadn't have been forced to do this. And, and I just think, too, that the church and the history of the church, the more it is faced uh, difficulties in oppression, mm-hmm. whether it be from a government rulers or just a difficulty, it's forced the church to grow. Mm-hmm. So even though the church may look different than it does now, I have this sense in my spirit that the church is probably stronger and poised to do greater things than it ever has been before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and evangelism has never been easier than it has been oh, now because yeah. people, you just share the link yeah. to your church. <laughs> and then that's like going to all your friends' doors and going, Hey, you know, come with me to church. You're that's right. It's so easy. It's Talk right. about a silver lining. People we, were we, sharing, you know, from Facebook. Hey, join me this morning to watch the service. Exactly. Like how many times did we actually do that on a Sunday? Yeah. Very rarely did I knock on my neighbor's door and say, Hey, I'm going to church. You want to come with me? But now you're doing that. Click, 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 click. Right. Yeah. Boom. Could you imagine having this conversation with a believer that's from China? They'll be like, bro, we've been getting creative for years. <laughs> yes. yes. I have a, I have a secret door. That's yeah. right. That's right. You don't know what it's <laughs> it like. leads to a basement. <laughs> but and look we at cover the, it with leaves. Right. Yes, right. We're that's scared. Right. That's but, right. But look, all of that was birthed out of necessity. Yeah, right. There was a, there was an mm-hmm. oppression for the church mm-hmm. and then it grew. 
And so the church worldwide has faced that because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether yeah. you like the way people have handled it or not politically is not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But this pandemic has created an oppression of the church. And so out of that necessity has been birthed all these new ways of reaching people. Yeah. And drive through church, bring yeah. your own chairs, art doors, indoors, online. I mean, it's been fabulous the creativity when we're put under pressure. So the silver lining is let's not stop. Let's not go back. Let's just keep walking forward. I found the same thing. Pressure. When I ran out of shirts that fit me, it was the first time. It was the first time I'm like, you need to go lose weight. But it was the pressure of you will be wearing a glad bag. I'll buy you a bigger shirt. I'll I'll buy you some bigger shirts, man. Just don't. don't. Pressure creates growth. Not that growth. I'm saying positive growth. What are we talking about now? Let's go with this one. My question is, do pastors really want to know why people leave or stop going to their church? Should a person go out of their way to let them know the reasons or is it best just to move on? Good question. Randy, I think you should answer that one. Well, David, most people leave your campus. So I think you probably not. (laughs) We we left because we couldn't meet there. People don't understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, But let's don't get into like the little details of this thing. (laughs) We all left because we couldn't get meeting. I I showed up and there was yellow tape like there was a crime. (laughs) That's when I left. (laughs) Well, apart from that, the other reason why people leave is that they don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I couldn't understand. So there's there's another one. So I think, Randy, you answer that one. Yeah. When you're preaching, there are many times I look at my wife and I go, what did he say? <laughs> Don't worry. Most of the congregation did too. <laughs> hey, you, we're all talking about your sermon on the way home, but not what we learned. Like, what was he saying? You know, well, I did that on purpose. So you all come up with your different applications. <laughs> I, so do you want to know? Do you want to know, Pastor? I, I, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's a double-edged sword thing. You know, yeah. people leaving the church as a pastor, it just, it just hurts. Yeah, it does. I, I, of course. Uh, as a pastor, you, you really have a heart for the people that you're pastoring. Like you love them at at our church. We say you're like family. And so when people leave, it just, it hurts. But you also know that in some ways that they're not yours anyway, they're, they're the Lord. So Mm -hmm. if they're called to go somewhere else, then you just have to trust the Lord to do that. But what you would want as a pastor is to help pastor them the best way in their leaving. That's right. So that could mean that they could be leaving because they're offended about something and I never believe God would call you from something out of an offense. In fact, the scripture says, if you're offended and you're at worship to leave your gift there that's right. on the altar and, and go make I'm that right to, first. That's right. Yep. And so I, I think that it's more important than, than worship. And then where you go worship, make sure your heart is right with your pastor in your church. Yeah, that's good. And then if God calls you away, your pastor would still want to know. Like for me, I'd want to know, well, well why is there something about our programming or our ministries that we could serve other families like you, not to keep them, but to help me do a better job with others. Now, those are not fun questions or conversations to have all the time, but I think they're extremely helpful yeah, if, if they're in this way. If it's a preference thing and you prefer a smaller or you prefer less, whatever, yeah. well then, you know, hey, listen, be the honesty, being upfront, tell us, let us know. The Bible is very clear. Go and seek understanding because if you're carrying that hurt, that's going to go with you. And it's just going to have a negative in your next church. Yeah. Leaving the church is not, the church is not the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the church didn't do anything wrong, Yeah. but if you take that with you, then you're going to find that my problems are there with me because there's a, there's a heart thing. Yeah. And if you're hurt, get it healed as a brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. And even if you disagree when Paul and Barnabas, they were great friends mm-hmm. and they said there was a sharp disagreement 
And we'd say that, oh, they got up. No, God birthed two different mission teams out of that. Yeah. There's yeah. a disagreement. Okay, let's be respectful, be honoring. So I, I like what he, I like what you say. If it's if it's a preferential thing, hey, listen. Yeah. But tell us, because all of a sudden, where the heck did JR go? Where, where, where did he go? <laughs> I'm glad you, you brought that up. Where did he go? Oh, JR. Where did, where did he go? <laughs> I think there's different styles of churches. I yeah. think you should go to a church that preaches the word of God. Absolutely. Like the literal Bible, it is the, it literally, it's the truth. And, and, and the holistic approach that we got to take the whole counsel of the word of God. We can't pick and choose things. So like when you get there, you connect with God. That's so important. Otherwise, if you're just ticking a box. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And I would add, and so that the gifts that God has you given you can be a blessing to others. So you don't go to church just to get your cup of coffee and to listen to good Not message. consumerism, right? Yeah, you know, so yes, it's the part where we come under God's authority, as Pastor said. You'll never get the best out of your church until you're actually serving it as well. And by the way, this is not talking about the, our church. This is talking about no. the church. Go yeah. serve in your church. Exactly. If, if someone's, we are missing out when you're not using your gifts in the church to be a blessing. And yes, but you said we are missing out, but you are missing out. Absolutely. You Both. will never... Feel closer and stronger and more empowered by God when you're actually serving other people. It'll refresh you. It'll encourage you. The Holy Spirit will work more in your life, and you'll you'll own the church more. And man, who doesn't want to be an owner of making something better and and to be refreshed and encouraged than that? Sometimes people have a disagreement with someone in church. It could be the pastor or just somebody else and something goes crossways, and so they just leave. And I just think the church would be healthier and better including myself, yeah. if we work those things out. This vision that I had when I was 13, the first time we ever did the the big church service event thing at the Amelie Arena for the, the company that does their gathering up there, oh, yeah. and I was standing there, 15,000 people, and I was preaching. Oh, yeah. I remembered when you I was remembered? 13 years old. Oh. But, that, I mean, that's only one part of it, you yeah. know, and, and, of course, in front of so many people every, oh, yeah. every, week every weekend. But, but anyway, it, my yeah. point is that this was – a reminder of the vision and a fulfillment of that, but I think it could be even more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Matt Marr tells a story of, you know, he's Catholic and the Pope multiple times has invited him to be a part of these youth days. And it's millions and millions yeah. of people. Yeah. And he tells the story of being in Rio or, uh, you know, San Paulo or Rio. He's, he's standing there leading Lord, I need you in front of two, something like two million. It's on the beach. Oh, yes, so, yes, yes. So you see all of Rio, beautiful setting, and he's leading the people in Lord, I Need You, and two million youth yes. on the beach singing Lord, I Need You. I've he seen was that. like, you can't, nobody gets those moments yes. hardly in the world to lead these, these Copacabana people. Beach. I remember yeah. seeing that, a, a, a video of that. Wow. But Lord, I Need You. Well, I see. That's there's something POV, special. You know, his point of view in oh. that moment is. I can't imagine how powerful that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was in church and I was pretty young, it was back in the day when the whole, you know, burning the albums because of backward masking. Come on. How many years? Oh, yeah. Yes. So if you would take records yes, and, you know, play them backwards, yes, it would say all yes, this yes. demonic stuff. Yes. So, you know, you got to get rid of us, the devil music and even the whatever. So we what brought all our doing? albums and. 
had a big record burning and there's a big fire. Like, ooh, you can see the devil's face in the fire. He's mad because we're killing him. So we're doing that on Friday, Chuck? Yeah. Them, who the heck has an album or a record? The, I wonder if all that melted vinyl is bad for the ozone. I mean, oh, just that's back right. in that day, was green space and all that. Yeah, nobody knew that's anything funny. about that. that we were the from, devil. That was Louisiana a toxic... anyway. You know? <laughs> Louisiana. This is about the Exxon chemical plants. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember one of my favorite church moments is your story. Is the guy who uh, wanted to get rid of all his dirty magazines and you threw yes. him, you threw him in the dumpster and they yes, caught fire and almost caught the church God. on fire. You said you shared that maybe a few times we were that here. I forgot about that story. <laughs> My right. goodness! And then the wind started picking burn. up and sent. <laughs> so the, the the story is that there was a guy in the church that I, from in Louisiana. Uh, I was one of the pastors there. He comes to me and has this addiction, pornography addiction. And this was before digital age. So he had all these magazines. Hey, will you, can we burn them? I was like, yeah, sure. Meet me at the church. And so him and his wife come. And then my wife comes with me. Amy comes as well to meet him there. He comes in this work van. (laughs) Like in this work van, it's loaded from the front of the van to the back of the van. And from the bottom of the van to the top of the van with magazines, just (laughs) way more than I thought. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So I had a little bit of diesel. And so we... Put them in a stack and pour some diesel. Too. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're seeing this and you're going, diesel. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to use gasoline. You've seen those idiot videos, right? Yeah. Smarter than you think I am, Murphy, okay? If you have to use a dolly to haul your pornography <laughs> yeah. collection, this is a bad day. Woo. It's good. It's a good but day. It was that a good he was... day, but it ended up being bad because the, there's a film on the magazine on the pages so that they can't burn so like for house fires or whatever i'm assuming and no matter how much diesel we poured on there the diesel would burn burn and then it would it would stop and so now i have this huge (laughs) pile of pornographic magazines that are somewhat burnt but not really burnt and like what do we do with them so we tried and tried black smoke and we're all dirty and so we just start taking shovels and throwing it all in the dumpster at the church. Like, God, please don't let any kids find this, you know. I show up to work the next day, and they're like, oh, man, did you hear the fire trucks? And the whole dumpster caught on fire, and the wind blew it, and there was a fire all over the whole church. And then I've never told my pastor that story. I hope so. he's not listening. I hope, I hope he's, not, God listening. he's not listening. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine if the wind picked up and yeah. started blowing Going those all over the campus. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yes. no. People coming to church the next morning going, whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> As we say goodbye here uh, to our to uh, the two pastors for Ask the Pastors, and first of all, thank you for all the questions that came in. We'll try to do this sometime, maybe in the summer around their vacation season. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or, you know, what would be good, um, you know, maybe as school starts to get back in, we'll try to meet again yeah. and uh, get some to do this. Yeah, some questions. JR, what an honor. It, uh, I'm so thankful we definitely don't talk about our church. So the last thing I would want to do is talk about our church. That's right. But the fact that we were invited here by you, to have some kind of a voice to help answer questions that people have in life. I think that's so important. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and, I, and I value all the churches in the listening area in that hopefully this helps grow and build their churches. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that was very wise of you to do it this way. And we just get the honor to, to do it. And it was your in. idea, Murphy. I just Thank said, okay, yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> how can people pray, not just for you guys, but for their pastor? What would, uh, how could you tell our listeners that would be good to pray for their pastor? 
I would say just encourage your pastor. Find something that you appreciate about them and encourage them. And uh, and just ask them, Pastor, how can I how can I pray for you? I just yeah. I really I love you. I yeah. support you, and I want to pray for you because people have no idea how many complaints and emails and just negativity we get all the time. So for you, just to encourage them like that, and just ask, how can I pray for you? And do that regularly, yeah. and then let them know you're praying for them. And maybe God will give you a verse for them and. Give it to them and encourage them. I'm telling you, pastors, they need it. Yeah, in today's world, doesn't matter what you do, 50% of people don't like what you just, that decision. So I, I would concur. Just go up and be an encouragement. I mean, going back to that passage in Scripture in Philippians 4, just in front of me here, whatever is true and noble and right and pure and praiseworthy, think of those things. And when you pray for your pastor, pray for their families as well. You know, pray, for, you know, how can I pray for you? Uh, because your pastors are just trying to, love the Lord and love people in today's world. And some of us were making decisions for other people. So just pray for them. Pray yeah, for I them. couldn't even imagine the pressure right when the pandemic hit. I'm like, thank the Lord I'm not in my pastor's shoes because <laughs> they have to make decisions that some people are going to love your decisions. Some people are going to hate your decisions. I'm like, yeah. that's why you, you do it unto the Lord. You love God and you love people. Pastor Randy, would you mind pr- uh, just saying a prayer for, for our audience uh, right here? If you would I'd love mind. to. God, you know the people's hearts and the lives and things they're dealing with, whether they're at work listening or working out or driving or wherever they are right now. God, you not only see them, you know their needs, and then, God, you love them so much. And the weight of whatever someone's dealing with right now, major decisions and struggles and just problems that are in front of them, I pray right now that you would just speak to them. God, however they hear from you, would you... Put your arms around them. Would you just let them know that you're with them? And no matter who they are or what they're doing or where they've been or where they're headed, that your love is running after them, that your goodness, it always runs after us. And I thank you that you will bring them from wherever they are to where you have them. Let the next season of their life, let them begin to walk in all that you have for them. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that. The two pastors in my life uh, coming in to take on your questions. Uh, They're kind of a double whammy. They're hilarious, but at the same time, a wealth of spiritual knowledge. And uh, we do this about every four months. So thank you to Pastor Randy, Pastor uh, Murphy for coming in. Don't forget, if you hit subscribe on the JR Show podcast, you'll always be alerted when new content goes up. Also, we appreciate the uh, five-star rating if you like what you hear. Follow along on Instagram, and once again, hit subscribe, and you'll be alerted when the next episode comes out. That's it for this week. Thank you again for listening. Peace.